This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly Boring Since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Incorporated. PNC Bank National Association, member FDIC. Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hear from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Kakadu Plum is an Australian native superfood containing 100 times more vitamin C than oranges. So why have you never heard of it? PR. No one's drinking a Kakadu smoothie? I'm J.B. Smoove, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a gigillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit att.com slash hypergig for details. Hey, this is Annie. And Samantha. And welcome to Stefan Never Told You, a production of iHeartRadio. And today we are continuing our just real slew of technology episodes. I guess we're having a technology mini-series. I think that's what we just should call it. We really are. And we have a lot more planned, um, which I've had, a, I've had a good time researching. I mean, there's a lot of not great things we're talking about, but I, I don't know. A lot of this is sort of new to me, and I've, I'm fascinated with the technology behind it. And today we're talking about Twitch, which I have very little experience with. What about you, Samantha? I have zero. I have zero, zero, zero. <laughs> like, at least with the Reddit episode, I knew of Reddit, and it's like, I've read posts from it, so I can click things. People will show me things from it. What I know of Twitch, can I give you my, defi- my, my understanding of Twitch and then Please. see how badly uh, I mucked this up? Mm-hmm. Essentially is a sh- live streaming service for gamers uh, who get to co- like have a community and in that community can build a large following that can make money. And if you're big enough, you may be a star and you have these things. Apparently they were, I think, featured on the Ryan Reynolds movie 
uh, Free City, a few of the larger streamers, larger oh. Twitch streamers. Oh. Um, if you look at some of the, I know they're cameoed. So mm-hmm. I'm assuming they're from Twitch. I understand it's any game, but typically more from mm-hmm. uh, streaming, like PCs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, I'll, I'll give you a solid okay. C on that one. And I, <laughs> <laughs> <barely> passing. <laughs> I'll give you a C plus. How about that? Okay, thank you. Um, and maybe it's higher. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll go through together, and you can fight me at the end if you want. Um, <laughs> I won't. I'm, I'm I'm taking my C and running. Okay. okay. <laughs> That's also a legitimate reaction. <sighs> I, I think you've mostly got it, though. I think you've got the very basic. Uh, understanding of what it is, and that, uh, that's where I, I was too. Oh, by the way, apparently my nephew is uh, somewhat has a large, or large-ish following, mm. like not huge, but has a big enough following that I'm like, really? Mm-hmm. Okay. I thought about doing it, and you've heard my my. I keep wanting to say scheme. It's not a scheme, but I was gonna like play The Last of Us and just do that, and maybe make some money off of it because I'm just so good at it now. Why you am are I not so good just? At it. <laughs> Like and people I love request playing it over you to do it. Like that's yes. the funny part. I think I've had like five requests. Yeah. And I know that's like not a lot, but it is for one specific game. I that's, think that's like constantly less of what, a 13 hour endeavor, if not yeah. more. Mm-hmm. And I I but that's the other thing is I can customize it. I always ask, like, do you want like just the storyline or do you want me to take time and read the notes? Like, wow, much do you want? So I could I really do it now. I could offer like a lot of experiences. Um, <laughs> I don't know that that's exactly how Twitch works either, to be honest. But yeah, that what you said was my basic understanding of it as well. Hilariously enough, I have another fan fiction connection with this one uh, because, as I said in the Reddit one, it is a popular trope to feature technology from our modern day in these yeah. fan fictions. Yeah, yeah. And there is one about Twitch that I very, very much enjoy. It's super Interesting. cute. Interesting. Um, they're like two very popular Twitch streamers and then they fall in love. It's cute. What? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did want to put the date on this one just because we are talking about an ongoing story and I had to check the date. Um, it is November 3rd, 2022. Uh, just because, yeah, some of these things we're going to talk about might have changed by the time this comes out. Um and also, uh, this has kind of become a two-parter because as much as Samantha and I don't know about Twitch, we do have a listener and friend of the show, Jamie Summers, who does know a lot about Twitch. Yeah. And uh, it is streaming a lot. And uh, we, we reached out to Jamie, asked if she'd be willing to talk to us about it. And she was awesome. She She did. And that became a much larger conversation. So... Not it's going to be its own episode. Oh, yeah, of course. We had a great time. Um, but yeah, look out for that. Look out. I'm always, I'm always hesitant. Is it look out or listen out? It's both. It's coming. Uh, <laughs> an interview with Jamie Summers about what it's like to be on Twitch. That will be coming up next. So, yeah, I'm excited Stay about tuned. it. Mm-hmm. Stay tuned. <laughs> that was my contribution. Yes, and I hope, Jamie, we don't let you down because it's always interesting when you're talking about a topic where mostly you're depending on the research that you find right? Um, to talk about it. So hopefully we have done it well, <laughs> but you can let us know if we did it. Uh, all right, so we're not going to get too in-depth here about the 
kind of history of Twitch, but let's we're going to start with some basics. So Twitch is a live video streaming service based out of the U.S., created by Justin Kahn. Um, it was launched in June 2011, and that was not his first venture in the technology realm. He had previously founded a company, him and a few others, that offered an online calendar similar to what Google Calendar is now. Um but it wasn't profitable. So Khan and the other founders sold it on eBay for about $260,000. They used that money to make Justin TV in 2005 with the goal of streaming whatever was going on in their lives, like Big Brother style, essentially just broadcasting your life. And since this was in 2005, people were primed to eat it up because this is when webcams were becoming more affordable and they were all the rage and the cost of the internet was coming down and it was becoming more accessible in most places. Not all places, but most places. Beginning of many horror movies too. Yes. I can't believe you didn't add that, Annie. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so at first, uh, the service garnered mixed response, which even just hearing it that way makes you go, huh. Yeah. Is this a good idea? Also, mm-hmm. naming it after yourself, that's interesting. A lot <laughs> of people were annoyed by the reality TV aspect of it. <laughs> Silly them. <laughs> but they were curious if it could be used for different applications, and the platform wasn't without issues then either, and some users were the target of the precursors of swatting, uh, which I think we've talked about before, when the police raided apartments after pranks implied a shooting or a stabbing had taken place there, and eventually... Yes, uh, people got murdered. Uh, Khan himself was the victim of one in 2007. Yeah, and still goes on today. We're going to talk about that. Another issue, while things were easier than they had been on the technology side, live streaming still required a technical know-how not everyone had in this like early these earlier days. And equipment like microphones, webcams, and specific software, like getting all those things to work. Because of this, one of the first people hired for Justin TV was a specialist in video game streaming. And from what I gathered, he kind of just helped people set up their video game streams. It was his whole so thing. Wait. He was part of the Geek Squad before the Geek Squad uh, came around for uh, Best Buy? (laughs) Kind of sounds like it. Okay, okay. And that is what solidified Twitch's future as a video game streaming platform specifically, perhaps, because they have this person going around who was a video game streaming specialist helping people set up video game streams. But even though that is a lot of what it does and a lot of what people perceive it as, that is not the only thing that it does at all. Um... There have been streams of things like San Diego Comic-Con, an event around Bob Ross. I saw that yeah, come up a that lot. that was huge. Yes, yes. Um, all kinds of things. On top of that, there are video games and certain content that are banned from streaming, which is the source of a lot of arguing and contention. Mm. This is also why I get confused by these platforms because I'm like, wait, is this one thing, but it's not this one thing? Well, that's a lot of the issue that Twitch has had, and we're going to get into that um, specifically. But yeah, the platform quickly rose in popularity in part because it was fairly easy to use, uh, and it had a lot of tools that were available for free. People in general were becoming more comfortable around using the internet and technology. Twitch was acquired by Amazon for $970 million in August of 2014. Yep. Uh, these days, 55 million or more tune in to watch video game streams on Twitch, and it is up there with Netflix, Google, and Apple for internet traffic. Uh, again, that number is from 2013, 2014, although I would bet it's gone up uh, during the pandemic. 
as of 2015, Twitch was getting over 100 million views per month. Uh, and over a fifth of Twitch users spend around 20 hours a week watching video content on Twitch. Newer numbers from 2020 indicate that the platform hosted 3 million broadcasters and 15 million daily users. So yeah, it did see a surge during the pandemic. Uh, for some creators, it's a it's a moneymaker too, with some making upwards of $100,000 or more a year. I've seen it like way higher than that. Right. And then they have these whole things where people can contribute, like they give options during the live streams yes. to give money. That's a interesting take on it. Yes. So based on my uh, fan fiction, which I'm going to assume is somewhat <laughs> correct. Uh, well, the yeah. statement is starting this way. Okay. okay. Yes. Go. Is that sometimes you can pay, like, depending on how big the streamer is, a certain amount of money, and they'll read your comments on yes. air. Yes. Uh, yes. That's true. So, I have seen that. Like, if you do certain contributions, they'll do certain things. Um I know Jamie's going to talk about it uh, in our interview, but I know people do like specific fundraisers where yes. they'll do a character, they'll do a request that you want from, this is perfect for your Last of Us. <laughs> oh my gosh, I could make it a fundraiser. Yeah, just saying. This is perfect. What are you raising oh funds for? I have to think about it. Yeah. Okay. Oh my okay. gosh. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, and we are going to talk about that in just a second. Um so this is also around the time that Justin TV was rebranded as Twitch Interactive. A crowdsourced attempt to play Pokemon Red went viral on the platform, and it was hailed as an example of the transformative works of players around video games and how video games could be not only entertainment, but also possibly a sport, but also possibly, like, when I say entertainment, they are entertainment, but entertainment for people watching them and commenting on them and interacting around them. Like, this whole community yeah. Yeah. is getting entertainment around this playing of a game. Yeah. So, of course, Twitch has not been without its problems, especially around streamers from marginalized communities. I know we've spoken about this previously. Uh, as part of that, Twitch introduced the Safety Advisory Council in May of 2020, which is concerning that it took that long, but that's a whole different conversation. A group of streamers, researchers, and people from think tanks with the goal of coming up with guidelines to protect marginalized folks from abuse on the platform. And in 2021, they announced 350 new tags, many of them around things like uh, gender identity, sexual orientation, and disability. To create these tags, they consulted with organizations and groups like Trevor Project, GLAAD, Able Gamers, and Special Effect. Yes, and Jamie is going to talk about that in our interview, yes. uh, these tags. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, let's talk about uh, Twitch and women specifically because Twitch is a space largely dominated by men. No surprise. According to Kotaku, quote, but the highest-ranking female streamers are far further down the list, starting with a Valorant streamer Pokimane at 39th place, cosplayer Amaranth at 48th, and music streamer Sintika at 71st, excluding streams that are run by multiple people, such as Critical Role, there are no women in the top third of top earning Twitch content creators, in spite of the complaints about the, uh, quote, hot tub meta titty streamers um, and how some male streamers perceive that female streamers are stealing views from men. Uh, the number shows that only a small percentage of women are among the ranks of the Twitch's highest earning content creators. Um, yeah, I know we're going to talk a little bit about that. When it comes to users, Statista found in 2020 that, quote, distribution of Twitch users in the United States as of second quarter 2021 was 75% male and 25% female. 
Um, and here's another quote. According to the figures, Twitch's top earning streamers are overwhelmingly male. The top spot is occupied by tabletop role-playing collective with around $9.6 million in income. I'm guessing that's the critical role. Probably. Yeah, I would think so. I know it's popular. I've seen them. The fact that mm-hmm. I've seen them, that's huge. Uh, <laughs> followed by a male Overwatch streamer at around $8.4 million. God, million, y'all. Mm-hmm. These supposed figures do not account for sponsorships and other methods through which streamers typically earn revenue. And I wow. know on the flip side, they put it on other social media, like you're saying, because I know Critical Role as a D&D thing is mm-hmm. on TikTok, and they have a lot of high views on that. So they're monetizing off of that as well. Yeah, yeah. So like I said, when we read that other number, that was still high, 100,000. Yeah. I mean, when we're looking at this, that's a huge difference. (laughs) Millions, y'all. Millions. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly boring since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group Incorporated. PNC Bank National Association, member FDIC. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? (laughs) Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. And yeah, uh, just before we get into this next section, kind of similar to the Reddit thing, we're not going to talk too in-depth about anything, but we are talking about some grossness on the internet. 
uh, some harassment, some abuse. So just to put that out there, because there is a lot of that going on um, here. So I did want to go back to those terms, hot tub meta and titty streamers, because I didn't know what they meant. Although I had a good guess for one of them. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Okay. So the war of women's attire on Twitch has been around since the start. It's something that we see pretty much everywhere where there are women. <laughs> um, many comments on women's streams, especially from men, focus on looks and ability. The first Google result I got when I typed in women on Twitch was hot women on Twitch. It kind of mm-hmm. corrected, and I was like, mm-hmm. wow. <laughs> okay. Women who emphasize their sexuality and body, and even those that don't, are often labeled titty streamers or booby streamers. Um, And there's sort of this like almost conspiracy theory that they have a so-called business model of dressing up, wearing makeup, and maybe a push-up bra for people to compliment on or insult. Like that there's, that's their whole purpose. The vibe is generally that they are asking for this type of harassment. And if they don't like it, they can leave. Here's an example tweet. If she doesn't like the fact that someone is talking about her, she can just quit. By the way, she f***ing deserves all of it. Here's another one. This girl really thinks people come in not to look at her looks. I mean, you're not useful for anything else. Um, A streamer once ranted about, quote, sluts that are coming into our community, taking the money, taking the subs. Twitch suspended him. Um, The most upvoted thread on the subreddit live stream fail is women walks around in costume, sells her nudes on YouTube, and claims that she is an objectified female. Uh, Because of this kind of attitude, many women have reported feeling pressured to dress a certain way, sexualized or completely desexualized. So either you have to, they feel like they have to either play it up or just wear hoodies all the time. I've heard many women talking about the fact that just online gaming in itself, but also streaming, like they will uh, like disguise their voice or won't talk and then do a reveal. And when they Mm -hmm. reveal happens, they immediately, the first comment, and Jamie says it later on, is... Go back to the kitchen and make me a sandwich. Like, I know. Is that an a online game immediate, like, insult thing? Mm-hmm. Like, is, is it has to be that before you mm-hmm. can do other creative insults? Not that you need to be creative, but you know what I mean. Right, right. Yeah, <laughs> It's such a weird... Like, that line seems to follow mm-hmm. all these immature gamers as the first thing that they say. And then, like, talking about uh, trying to pull them out. And a lot of the times, the ones that I've seen, uh, again... They come on TikTok, y'all. I do not. <laughs> I'm, this is my my realm, apparently. Is mm-hmm. oftentimes like these uh, ladies are better than them, yeah. Uh, non-binary folks, and then they get so mad. Yes. And then they have to be like pushed away. I did see one that was super cute, where the two discovered. I think there was like four of them. Two of them discovered they were both women, and they yes. were like, "Oh my god!" And they were they were the best on the team, and the way yeah. they were like loving each other. I did love that moment. There's kind of a famous instance of that. We talked about it in our uh, Women in Internet Gaming episode where it was eight women and... Yeah. It's not World of Warcraft, but it's a popular online game. And they they were all using gender-neutral names and avatars and they all found out they were women at the end. <laughs> and they were like the best of the best. I love it. But yes. I mean, I did see a recent thing about that where the numbers is still... I think it's like 69% of women still use a gender-neutral mm-hmm. uh, name and avatar because they don't feel safe and they've received so much harassment and the harassment numbers are so high. But on the flip side, there's also, I read a lot of articles about trans people and feeling like they can be their their selves in a way they don't feel like they can yeah. offline using that. Yeah. So th- there's a lot to break down there, but yeah. And a part of this whole thing is that stereotype that we've talked about before that women 
and these women in particular on Twitch aren't, quote, real gamers. And this whole thing got worse when Twitch added the IRL category in 2016 for non-gaming activities. And a lot of these dudes saying these things thought, great, you know, now these fake gamer women can leave and get male attention elsewhere because that's all that they want. But that is not really what happened, of course. And on top of that, when women started making money in the IRL category, there was a sudden outcry about these terrible women making money off the kids. The kids! <laughs> to that end, in 2017, Twitch sold some women streamers that uh, they couldn't advertise their Patreon accounts on their channels. It wasn't very transparent at all about why. Yeah, don't, that doesn't make sense to me. How do you not... Yeah... Yeah, well... Allow for that. How do you gatekeep that? I mean, again, I know as we're talking about hot tub women, uh, as they are titled, I was introduced to this during a couple of years ago because I was very confused about what Twitch was. You know, I didn't know what this was until a couple of years ago. I didn't know it existed. I mm-hmm. assumed it was something like Reddit. Mm-hmm. This is where I am in life. Gotcha. But <laughs> understanding what it was, and I was very confused. I was like, gaming, okay, okay. And then having women who would sit in kiddie pools um, this is what I saw uh, while gaming. I was like, I don't, I don't get what's happening. And essentially, people commenting, and she didn't seem to acknowledge. And I think it was uh, again Amaranth who has been in the spotlight in the last uh, couple of weeks uh, with some with some controversy. But I did not understand what was happening. But what I was told was that she was making a lot of money. But still, it doesn't sound like making too much money in comparison to uh, again what she was in mid. Uh, range in the in the statistics of who was making yeah. the most money, um, but still I was very confused. I was like, "But why?" Because I was again, I don't understand all of this. I, like I will watch you play games sometimes because I just want to hang out with you. I will watch <laughs> my partner play games sometimes because I just want to hang out with them. But I don't necessarily want to do that as an entertainment off my screen. I guess I say this as I play phone games. Um, <laughs> But yeah, there was a lot of like controversy, conversations, like continue to be mad. And though I don't get it, I don't understand it. I'm also confused as to why people are mad (laughs) instead of just going to a different channel. Oh, yeah. Well, mm -hmm. (laughs) more on that in a second. But like, uh, as I said in the Reddit episode, uh, a lot of this is kind of, we're jumping around a bit, but Amaranth was one of the ones who... um, was penalized by Twitch. She's been penalized by Twitch several times mm-hmm. without, like, clear reason. And that's happened to a lot of women. Um, okay, but yeah, since you, you brought it up, and I, I didn't know what it was, <laughs> let's talk about Hot Tub Meta. Um, okay, so women streaming in bikinis or bathing suits uh, wasn't necessarily new, but it really blew up in 2020, which is kind of an accidental pun, when people started buying easier and more accessible blow-up hot tubs. Right. And you can actually find a lot of breakdown in the history of this if you would like to learn more. In 2021, several streamers on Twitch started broadcasting in their bathing suits from hot tubs. And these streams drew so much ire, claims that they were using a loophole in Twitch's policies. And again, oh, I don't have the children. In response, Twitter banned or demonetized some of the channels doing this claiming that they were not advertiser-friendly. And this wasn't the most popular move. 
So Twitch released a whole article about it <laughs> to clarify that they weren't discriminating against women, but they were cracking down on, quote, sexually suggestive content. But it also came with this line, being found to be sexy by others is not against our rules, and Twitch will not take enforcement action against women or anyone on our service for their perceived attractiveness. So, like, not, it's not fitting together. What they're saying is not <laughs> matching. <laughs> um, and somebody made the great point of, like, you can be sexy, but not sexual. Like, there's, mm-hmm. a, there's a breakdown. Anyway, they later penalized yoga videos Twitch did under the same umbrella. And a lot argue that they, as I said, are not transparent or consistent with enforcement of their guidelines. And eventually, Twitch went on to add a category for hot tub streams. So advertisers could opt out of that if they wanted. This same year, after raids against streamers of color and queer streamers started happening a lot, uh, the hashtag Twitch Do Better started trending. Others have expressed annoyance at the idea that women, quote, have it easy on Twitch because of sex appeal and or this sort of Madonna whore dichotomy that women would either get lewd comments or backhanded compliments about, oh, how you're a lady, but I actually like your work outside of your appearance. Yeah. <laughs> it's not just your looks I'm here for. Many articles I found written by women in the space have spoken about how they feel they're pitted against other women streamers and how they often face questions about their gaming credentials. There's also a lot of complicated feelings women have expressed about how Hot Tub Meta has essentially exacerbated sexualization for other women streamers and altered expectations. Others point out the fact that all of these cries about the children and advertisers unwilling to advertise Hot Tub Meta, uh, which is often just people talking in hot tubs, like with friends maybe, uh, shows just how much we sexualize women's bodies that that's immediately like, oh God, it's pornography, which is how they're essentially treating it. Which is funny because the amount of violence in these video games that I've seen, I'm like, mm-hmm. but we're not talking about that for right. children. Children. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. what? Yeah, they had no problem until women started making money in these spaces. And they're like, right. wait. And again, <laughs> still not the top tier. They nope. definitely didn't even crack the top 20. What? Mm-hmm. Uh, one interesting difference a lot of people pointed out is that women creators often have a more personal connection with their fans or or the people watching, and that sometimes those fans, who sometimes are largely women, get so discouraged by the toxic comments that they see of this person that they like, that they leave the platform altogether. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, many women and marginalized creators are, quote, chosen, and we're putting that in quotes, by incel groups to harass on Twitch, and we know how that can go. Reddit groups mostly composed of men claim to have naked photos of women streamers and will slow down clips and brag about how often uh, they masturbate to them, while often discussing in disturbing detail what they do to the women in question, uh, their body, and digitally inserting them into porn. Um, Many women streamers know what it is to have obsessive male viewers who will do these kinds of things. And this is after many women have put so much work in just trying to make money uh, doing what they like. 
streaming mm-hmm. games just like anybody else. Mm-hmm. And uh, people, mostly women, have reported vile harassment and even physical threats and have sounded the alarm around the fact that Twitch hasn't really faced the uh, Me Too movement like other industries have. Uh, many have reported toxic situations only to have their concerns ignored, which has been a big conversation for a minute. In 2020, the New York Times cited a spreadsheet with over 200 names called uh, Survivor Stories of Harassment, Abuse, Assault Within the Gaming Live Streaming Industry. Oof. Yeah. And the threats are truly horrific. Like things like, um, I have your dad tied up and I'll slit his throat if you don't show your boobs. Uh, one woman streamer found a whole network of men sexualizing her and shared her feelings of being sexualized against her will where her male counterparts wouldn't be based on the content that they were producing. Like producing pretty much the same thing. I'm right. getting this type of content. You're getting this type of comment. Right. Um, and in 2020, a man out of San Francisco filed a $25 million lawsuit against Twitch because hot female gamers on Twitch led him to so much masturbation, he hurt his penis. Has there ever been a suit against porn industry for that? Because that's ridiculous. <laughs> the pictures featured in the suit, which were dismissed, by the way, were actually innocuous, like being in a wedding gown or a bathing suit or bending over. Um, The lawsuit further claimed women, quote, are only streaming with the sole purpose of taking advantage of sexually addicted viewers who are enticed to spend money on these women for attention and sexual innuendo. I love how this is all blamed on that and not Mm -hmm. the actual adults, (laughs) like who should be held responsible for themselves. But hey. Yeah. That's too much to ask for, I know. And by the way, that that hot female gamers, that's an actual quote. That's <laughs> <laughs> that's not us saying that. That's what they no, said. No, no, no. No. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly boring since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group Incorporated. PNC Bank National Association, member FDIC. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy to use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snag a Job is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Focus Features presents Back to Black. 
Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. So, yes, now we need to touch on the recent and ongoing allegations from streamer Caitlin Amaranth Siragusa, one of the most popular and controversial streamers, and someone often bemoaned as the exemplification of all of these things wrong with Twitch, according to these mostly men. But not all. Not all men, because some women very frustrated with her, too. Um, Amaranth is a Twitch IRL streamer who did streams where she did squats. She dressed up in cosplay. Some of it was revealing. She would dance, things like that. Um, She did get into Hot Tub Meta. There was and is a lot of conversation about her content, some in good faith and some in not good faith at all, about the problematic aspects of her. And she's certainly done some things that are not a good look. Um, And we can't break all of that down today. But briefly, there are a lot of quotes from her that read very differently now about how she knew she was going to be sexualized, so she leaned into it. She was once banned for allegedly touching her breast on screen, and that was not the only time she was banned at all, and reportedly was so often swatted she was on the first-name basis with local police. The reason I said that these things read differently now is that in a recent stream, she alleged that her husband was abusing her, threatening to kill her dogs, um, that he controlled her finances and was forcing her to continue streaming. She also said he coerced her uh, not to tell people she was married in order to make more money when streaming in the hot tub category. Um, So men would think like, oh, I have a chance to be with her essentially. Due to that, she has also faced her fair share of online harassment, including when YouTubers like PewDiePie called her Twitch Thoughts, uh, which is an insult used against both Twitch users and sex workers. Um, And yeah, this whole thing is ongoing. Yeah. There's a whole thing because people, men came out as angry when she revealed Mm -hmm. that she was being abused. And uh, like from what we gather, from what I've gathered, uh, being alleging that her husband was forcing her to do these streams just for the money. Um, Mm -hmm. Partially like at the beginning, maybe with her consent and then towards the end, maybe not so much, Mm -hmm. leaking audio clips from conversations and such. And then men, instead of being like, we're so sorry, or not even talking, are now mad at her and harassing her for lying to them about being married. And I'm like, I didn't think that was any of your business to begin with. Like, why does that matter? 
in general, yeah. but they feel genuinely uh, wronged and have mm-hmm. been coming after her. That's what I've seen as of late. Um, of course, there's all of these concerns that people are coming to her defense because uh, domestic violence is a huge conversation that needs to be had in general. But then mm-hmm. that the, that's the reaction yeah. at the forefront is shocking. It was shocking to me. Um, as well as the fact that I know the name PewDiePie and I know that he's problematic times 30 from what mm-hmm. I understand. Yeah, yeah. Well... And I read a lot of articles for this, and it was pretty painful and strange to read the stuff written about her before this came out. Right. But even before that, people were so suspicious that she had a husband. They were all like, oh, I think she's lying about that. And I think a lot of the things that people hated about her when she came out was like, yeah, I haven't wanted to do some of this stuff, and I do have a husband. And then they were... Instead of being like, oh, yeah, I'm so sorry. They're like, oh, well, you lied about these right. things that they already didn't you like. Money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because of all of these things we've been talking about, Twitch has updated their guidelines a few times. Some of, some of them we've already talked about. Like in uh, 2018, they declared that any content deemed as hateful would be suspended from their platform. Um, if you'll notice, as we do a bunch of these technology uh, episodes, a lot of them happen in the same year. And they're right. usually after, like, this was based on Donald Trump, uh, stuff with Trump, which I find interesting. But these, the same guidelines that they introduced these that year also muddied the water around sexual content that could be removed. Because, again, a lot of things they put out aren't very clear. They're not very mm-hmm. transparent. Um, in 2020, several women who were streamers spoke out about harassment and abuse they'd experienced on the platform. Notably, thanks in part to the pandemic, viewership more than doubled that year. Twitch assured that they'd cooperate with the law, but many felt like they weren't doing enough. And June 24th, 2020, many users and streamers participated in a Twitch blackout day. Later that day, Twitch put several bans in place of those that had been accused and promised to send details to law enforcement. A few days later, they put a temporary suspension on a Donald Trump campaign account, citing a violation of their rules around hateful content. A new policy around such content went into effect, specifically aiming to protect marginalized users that year. Um, It also included things like a sliding scale of punishment. So a full-out ban was only one of the tools in their arsenal. It included a ban on racist emotes that weren't specified at the time and the Confederate flag. Words like incel and virgin were labeled as harassment under the right conditions. Uh, Some words like simp caused debate and things like blind playthrough were later removed due to ableist connotations. So, however, a 2021 study found that Twitch was enabling far-right extremists both financially and in terms of spreading their hateful rhetoric. Many have also raised concerns about doubled standards when it comes to gender. And here's a quote from Game Rant. Uh, user Shara Haiku, a popular Twitch streamer with over 20,000 followers, tweeted out the ability to title a stream, I Hate Men, while the alternative, I Hate Women, was struck down by Twitch's modern policy. In her latest stream, she highlighted that her intention with the tweet was to point out the humor behind the double standard. While Twitch streamers have been struck down for their sexist rants, Shira Haiku was only taking a moment to laugh about the idea that streamers could voice their hatred towards one gender, but not the other. Uh, that caused a lot of conversation, especially about missed conversations we could have, have been having, and it led to Twitch updating their guidelines once again. I wonder, though, if the I Hate Men 
conversation would have been so much like, we don't need men versus rape women. Like, I don't see right, rape right, right. men as, but I mean, I get it, but right. the level of vitriol feels like a little different. Yeah, it's, it's also just an inherent gender power right. imbalance that right. we're talking about there. Yeah, so a lot of that was a quote from Gabrant about it, and I think that that was sort of the point, was we didn't have the conversation we should have had right. after this. Um, it was more like men being mad that right. Twitch didn't take that down. There was a bigger and more nuanced conversation we could have been having. I feel like so many things with the technology and social media is that we are not having the actual root of the problem conversation and just mm-hmm. putting small band-aids because if we did that and we actually faced uh, what was the problem, <laughs> these yeah. platforms may lose a lot of money. Yeah. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. And yeah, as we've talked about in so many of these episodes, many women have reported not feeling supported by Twitch uh, when they raise their hand about something, ask for something hateful and pornographic to be removed. They're ignored, and they feel like their only recourse is to leave or get a new job if it's their job. Because again, for some people, this is their livelihood, and this is what they're dealing with. <laughs> but yeah, I, uh, as we said in Reddit, the We've we've been focusing on a lot of the negatives, but there are so many positives about Twitch. Right. And there is so much community that people have found. And I've, I mean, even in that goofy fan fiction, I was like, this is so cool that this exists. Right. And I've heard friends who love it and they talk about that part. So it is, it is a place that can be really beautiful space for finding people and connecting. Um, but we do have all of these issues still that right. we need to that we need to talk about and focus on. I think there's so much to be said with new platforms. And then when it kind of blends into not longer being just that one little platform, so its origination expands, like with the IRL stuff, and, and that you understand there's lines being blurred. I am too much of a stickler in that is no longer this anymore. So why are we calling it this? This is all bleeding over. Again, I get everything from TikTok. So like <laughs> I get Twitch streams, like clips that come mm. over to TikTok. Um, so I'm very confused about what I'm watching mm-hmm. half the time. But not understanding that it's not TikTok. Same thing with Instagram. I, I'm having a hard time. Y'all. <laughs> but in general, like you, you start wondering, you know, the purpose of it. And then when it does expand, because the purpose of it begins to be about money, not about the community. And then you have people who bring it back to that community, and it's nice to see. But there's just this, like the variation of when it comes to technology is so vast and it's growing so quickly. It doesn't seem like the individual platforms can keep up, and it's always a competition to be the next step up. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. And as we talked about with Bridget in our episode around uh, her new podcast, Internet Hate Machine, I think there's also like there are people, marginalized communities on these platforms who love them and want to use them. And when they speak up about them, are ignored. Like, I feel like we're seeing that right. over and over again. Right. Like, hey, here's a problem. And then... Yeah. Nothing. Something else we didn't really talk about, we kind of touched on, but is a positive thing about Twitch, is they do have a lot of streams that uh, the company will match often that are uh, charitable, mm-hmm. that are for charity. And that's something that Jamie is going to talk about. Yes. In our upcoming interview we did with her. So look out for that. In the meantime, 
Are there any streamers you recommend, listeners? Are you on Twitch? What's your experience been? Please let us know. I would love to know. Yeah, I thought you were asking me. I was like, Amy, did we not just go over this? (laughs) I haven't been listening to you the entire time, Samantha. Uh, Although, (laughs) there is someone from YouTube who has a Twitch channel that I do like, which is uh, Girlfriend Reviews. Uh-huh. Which is this couple oh, yeah, who yeah, play yeah. together, and they are on Twitch, and they do some yeah. good things. I like their content. I don't know what they look like on Twitch, but I will recommend that. I know that we talked Partially. about that with The Last of Us too. <laughs> Lots of trauma. Uh, <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, well, please let us know all of your recommendations and your experience if you have any. Uh, you can email us at Stephanie and Momstuff at iheartmedia.com. You can find us on Twitter at Momstuff Podcast or on Instagram at Stuff I've Never Told You. Thanks as always to our super producer, Christina. Thank you. And thanks to you for listening. Stuff I've Never Told You is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, you can check out the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite show. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands. Not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly boring since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Incorporated. PNC Bank, a national association member FDIC. This is Raquel Willis from Queer Chronicles. Right now, there are close to 500 anti-LGBTQ plus bills in state legislatures across the country. Lambda Legal is leading the charge against these hateful bills that target mostly trans and non-binary people. You can fight discrimination and help write the next chapter of Lambda Legal history. To learn more about their open cases and to donate, visit lambdalegal.org. That's lambdalegal.org. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.